Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I'm going to continue my series on ideal chemistry ranges, and today I'm going to talk about pH. I'll go over some aspects of the pH in your pool, and I'll touch on why the chart recommends the ideal pH that it does of 7.4 to 7.8. Some charts um, will go 7.4 to 7.6, which is a little bit more narrow. And I'll go over the reasoning behind the pH range and that specific um, ideal range that they recommend. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. Again, most charts will show the ideal pH of 7.4 to 7.8. Eight. Some will show, of course, 7.2 to 7.8 or 7.2 to 7.6, depending on where you look online um, or maybe you have a test kit and it gives you ideal ranges. But for sake of argument, the ideal pH range that I usually work off of is 7.4 to 7.8. Any t- anywhere in that range is probably the ideal range you're shooting for. And the reason why you're shooting for that range is because um, the chlorine is more effective when the pH is lower in the pool. I think if you're in the industry or if you've studied pH at all, you've probably seen that chart which shows the higher the pH, the less effective the HOCI, which is the killing factor in chlorine, is in your pool. So a pH of 8.0 will be half effective. The chlorine will be half effective from a pH of 7.2 or something like that. I don't have the chart in front of me. I'm just kind of talking off the cuff. But basically, in a nutshell... The lower the pH, the more effective the chlorine in the pool is supposed to be. Now, I did a podcast with um, Orenda, and we talked about the fact that the cyanuric acid may be a bigger factor in the effectiveness of the chlorine. Um, It's not just, Eric Knight pointed out that it's not just the low pH, but if any cyanuric acid is present, it affects the um, kill, kill rate or kill factor of the chlorine more than the pH would so you may not need to keep it in that ideal range based on that podcast. You can refer to that podcast. Um, I have to look it up real quick. It's um, April 13, 2020 is when I recorded it. It's called Chlorine Kill Factor pH and the CY Factor. Discussion with Eric Knight of Arena Technologies. And we discussed um, that aspect of the pH and also the cyanuric acid in your pool in a relationship with that. That's podcast episode 340. You can refer to that one. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but basically um, any any kind of cyanuric acid, 30 parts per million or more in the pool, is enough to slow down the chlorine kill factor, no matter if the pH is at 7.2 or 7.8 or 8.0. So it may be a moot point to keep the pH um, in the ideal range of 7.4 to 7.8, but we still do it in an indus- as, as an industry standard because we're required to um, with commercial accounts and it's something, this theory of the of the cyanuric acid level hasn't been proven. It's just something that looks like it's going to, uh, is a bigger factor than the actual 
a pH level on the kill factor of chlorine. But basically, again, just to summarize, the reason why that ideal level is there is because the lower the pH, the more effective the chlorine is in the water. And some of the reasons why the pH is constantly rising in your pool, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the plaster itself of the pool has a um, high pH, and so there's going to be always a high acid demand there. You may have water features going, which aerate the water and raise the pH up. You may have a saltwater generator, which for sure is going to raise the pH up. When it generates the chlorine, one of the side effects is it raises the pH up in the water, sometimes to pretty astronomical levels. So the point is you're never going to have a pool where the pH stays exactly at 7.6. It's going to either go up or it may go down based on the other factors. And so you're always going to be adjusting the pH either up or down. So to adjust the pH down, you're going to use either a dry acid or a muriatic acid. And adding the acids to the pool will lower the pH down. It'll also lower the alkalinity down. And of course, to raise the pH, you can add several products to raise the pH. You can add soda ash, you can add baking soda, and you can also add um, borax to the pool. 20-team meal borax, the stuff you find in the laundry aisle of your store, um, actually raises the pH up also. So these three things can raise the pH up. Most of the guys in the industry will use soda ash. It raises both the pH and alkalinity up. The baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, raises mainly the alkalinity, but it raises the pH up also. It just raises it up slower. And then I think borax is the easiest way to raise the pH up in your pool. You can go to the poolcalculator.com app and it has a borax chart. It'll show you how much borax to add to your pool to raise your pH up. And I find borax to be the best product to raise your pH up, in my opinion, if it gets really low. Some of the pool surfaces where the pH is always going down or low are vinyl pools. Fiberglass pools also sometimes have lower pHs in there. And that's basically because the surface doesn't have much of an acid demand. It's, it's either a piece of plastic or a piece of fiberglass. And the pH is pretty low in those items. Whereas, again, in a cement pool or pebble tech, there's a higher acid demand just by the surface type because cement has a pH of 12 or 13. So you're always going to have an acid demand in those surface types. And then if you add trichlor tablets to your pool, the pH may be more stable because the trichlor tablets have a pH of like 4, 4.7, something like that. So the pH is a lot lower in the tablets, and it'll actually be adding cyanuric acid to your pool which will lower the pH down. So if you're using tablets, you may not see a tremendous rise in your pH because um, there's, it's adding acid to your pool as those tablets um, dissolve into the water. Um, so if you're using tablets in a vinyl or fiberglass pool, which they don't, they don't recommend, in fact, a lot of manufacturers will void your warranty in a fiberglass pool if you're using tablets. Since there's no acid demand for the surface type, the pH will drop sometimes dramatically in those pools that are if you use tablets in a vinyl or fiberglass pool. So be aware of that fact that the, the 3-inch trichlor tablets do have a form of acid in them that will indeed lower the pH in your pool. Um, so that's one thing um, if you're using tablets to be aware of. And then the other flip side is if you have water features running in your pool, waterfalls, spillways, things like that, um, this contributes to the pH going up because it aerates the water, causing the pH to go up in the water. So if you have a pool that has constant high pH, you may want to turn down your water features. Um, that definitely will help keep the pH in check in a lot of cases. I think one thing that the ideal pH range does not account for 
is your pool's LSI, the Langlier Saturation Index. And sometimes if you have a low pH, it could be actually corrosive to your pool, even if it's ideal. So for example, if you wanted to get a good LSI chart, let me go to Renda Technologies and click on their pool calculator app. And there's a really good LSI calculator there that's color coded. I really like it. And um, arendatechnologies.com, I think it is. You can go there and you can see um, that app. It's really good. And you can go to my website also, swimmingprolearning.com. On the homepage, if you scroll down, you're going to have the pool calculator app and also the Arenda app on the homepage of my website. So you can click on those from there. Um, but what I like about their app is that you can enter numbers in. For instance, if you were to keep your pH in the ideal range of 7.4, I'm going to give you some factors here. And you may be surprised that this water is actually corrosive. It's actually at point, negative 0.37 on the LSI. So it's the water temperature of 70 degrees, the pH of 7.4, calcium hardness of 200, alkalinity of 80, and since the water temperature is 70 and the calcium hardness and alkalinity are lower, at a pH of 7.4, it's actually corrosive to the pool. Now, of course, if you raise the temperature up in the pool, let's say that it's middle of summer and we're at 80 degrees, with those numbers, it's still on the negative side, but in the yellow range, it's not quite corrosive. And then, of course, if you were to raise the alkalinity up a little bit to 100, it's getting better. And if I raise it to 120, 130. When I raise it to 140, the LSI is pretty balanced. So a pH of 7.4 by itself, without the other factors um, accounted for, you can't really tell if your water is balanced. So now this pool here that I'm just putting numbers into, the water temperature is 80, the pH is 7.4, the calcium hardness is at 200, the alkalinity is at 140, and now the LSI is actually showing that the pool is perfectly balanced. It's in the green, it's actually at zero. Um, so 7.4, yes, but maybe not 7.4 all the time based on the other factors of the LSI. So you got to be careful when you look at the ideal pH range of 7.4 to 7.8 because it may not be ideal for your pool based on other numbers or other factors. And here's another example on the other extreme. Let's say your pH is at 8.0, your water temperature is at 70 degrees, calcium hardness is at 250, and your alkalinity is at 70. Believe it or not, this pool is within the balance range of the LSI with a pH of 8.0 because of the alkalinity being low, the water temperature being in, being at 70, and the calcium hardness being relatively low. So it's kind of a misnomer to go off of that chart as the ideal range without putting the LSI in there. And I've been doing this a lot in these podcasts. So you get the idea that the LSI is a really crucial factor in balancing your pool, and it's not the matter of ideal pH. I don't think the ideal range is wrong, that's for sure. I think that you should have some kind of, of course, ideal ranges for your chemistry, but also factor in um, the LSI. I think that's important. Also factor in that the cyanuric acid may have a stronger correlation to chlorine's effectiveness than the pH. If you have a cyanuric acid level of 150 or 200 parts per million, the chlorine's not going to be that effective, even if the pH is at 7.2 because the high cyanuric acid level will slow that effectiveness of the chlorine down in that case. So many more factors besides the pH, I think, in balancing the water and how effective the chlorine is. But that's where they get those numbers from. If you ever wonder why that's the ideal pH, it's because um, at that range, 7.4 to 7.8, the chlorine is much more effective 
And typically, if your pool is balanced, um, it's not going to cause a lot of scale forming or corrosion. If you let your pH get below 7.0, 6.8, something like that, definitely it's going to be very corrosive. You're going to have burning eyes and itchy skin, all those side effects. A lot of hot tubs, I noticed this in when people say that um, their skin's itchy or their eyes are burning, is because the pH has dropped really low in that um, hot tub. So a lot of times if you're dealing with a, um, a hot tub, fiberglass hot tub, or fiberglass pool or vinyl pool, you're going to be raising the pH up more than lowering the pH. So keep that in mind um, if you definitely have one of those types of pools that the pH is going to be lower than high. And then, of course, on the other flip side of that, plaster, pebble tech, and definitely a saltwater pool, the pH is going to always be on the higher end of the spectrum. So definitely um, account for that. Um, the, the surface type is a big factor in the pH as well as the LSI chart. And if you're looking for more resources for your pool care, definitely check out my website, swimpoollearning.com. I have a lot of web pages there that can help you. Plus, I have an ebook available for $9.99. And if you're in the industry and you want to fine tune your business or enhance it, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits there, including the ability to call me and text me in real time. Again, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.